Hello, and thank you for listening to this week's Minutes with Maurice podcast. Today I will share with you a recent experience I had. Over the years, I have bought old homes and renovated them. It evolved into a hobby with some financial gain. Not all of them were profitable, but all were rewarding to me personally. Which brings us to focus on a specific house and the intrigue I inherited with the house. I've always felt that there are no coincidences, but I can't explain how it happened that I found myself in my childhood where neighborhood and the very street where my parents built their house. It was where I grew up. Incredibly, my children's house had a for sale sign in front. Emotionally, I was prepared to buy it no matter the price. Realistically, I knew I had to rein in all the memories before I called for a showing. I couldn't believe the shiver that ran down my back as I walked through the front door. I could smell my dad's Prince Albert pipe tobacco smoke and my mother's fresh out-of-the-oven chocolate chip cookies. I was instantly transformed into a loved and nurtured ten-year-old boy. I had to keep telling myself to focus, focus, and focus another time. I was not a ten-year-old reliving an innocent childhood, but a ninety-year-old senior seriously thinking of buying an almost one-hundred-year-old house. The ghost of my past was sitting on my shoulder, whispering, Go for it! Go for it! In my ear, he won, I wrote a check, and took title to my old homestead. Come with me as I again become a ten-year-old running home from school, storming through the front door of my safe haven mansion. Yes, I always thought of it as a mansion, but 1,100 square feet of a one-and-a-half-story bungalow didn't meet the minimum requirements to qualify as a mansion. The living room and dining room are still covered with wallpaper. I pictured myself helping Mom and Dad clean the cigar smoke, the cooking smoke, and some of the smut off of the wallpaper. It, we used a putty-like substance that uh, we rubbed on the paper, and eventually the ball would be black with all the dirt that was on the wallpaper and the wall back to almost new. Through the two rooms into and down one step into the kitchen and bathroom area. To the left are four steps to the side door landing. From the landing is a turn left to another landing to steps to the basement. I'm surprised. Dad's workbench is still there. The furnace has been replaced. 
I'm anxious to look under the steps to see if the treasures I hid are still there. Who am I kidding? Of course they are gone. But, to my surprise, is a large safe. It's about the size of a gun safe. And I recall a fine print in the purchase agreement mentioning a safe would remain in the house and ownership would convey to the buyer. Instantly, my thoughts switched from renovation to what might be in the safe. The combination lock doesn't respond to my amateurist attempts at guessing the right combination. I know it would take a professional to unlock it. An online search of the manufacturer's website and the serial numbers on the safe reveals the safe was manufactured in 1955. I'm now wondering how the safe ended up in my house. It wasn't there when I left home the same year. It also wasn't there when mom and dad sold the house in 1963. That leaves 59 years and untold occupants to have the safe deposited in my no longer secret hiding place. A professional locksmith willing to tackle the challenge of unlocking the safe is not easy to find. Two weeks have gone by and Al from You Lock It, I Open It is working on the safe. It's two days later, and while I look over his shoulder, I hear the click and hear Al shouting, Yes! My heart rate jumps while I put my hand on the door handle. Suddenly, I feel a panic attack rush. Do I really want to know what's in the safe? Yes, I do want to know and begin to pull on the heavy door. Oh my, it's empty, except for a dried up container of a desiccant to explain the fresh smell that escapes when I open the safe. I pay the locksmith $300 and then back to my empty safe. The container of the desiccant has a manufacturer's date of 7-21-88. I rushed to the city records office hoping to find who owned the property at that time on the chance they might know how the safe got to my house. No luck. The property was sold at foreclosure to a corporation and later sold to a rental company. I'm back to my house and as I shine a bright light into the safe, I discover a tiny latch in the bottom. The safe has a false bottom. My mind races with the thought that there may still be another treasure waiting for me. As I begin tugging on the heavy panel, a car in front of the house backfires, and I sit up and wake up to never discover what might have been in the safe in the house I grew up in. 
Thank you for listening to this week's Minutes with Maurice podcast. And be sure to click on follow to listen to next week's podcast. Until then, I am Maurice St. Germain.